Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Red Circle. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, check us out on Off the Floor. That's our new Discord server, $2.99 per month. Here's the thing. You get host updates all day long. You chat with each other all day long or not if you don't want to but in addition to the heat channel there's nba channels there's music channels there's all kinds of different channels so make sure you check it out it's the new off the floor always put a fresh link at the top of the five reasons twitter feed so check that out click on it pay the 2.99 and you are in also check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network that includes our friends over at better edge go to betteredge.com use the code five rsn that's the number five rsn you get twenty dollars to play which is pretty cool because our NFL contest, I just entered one, they're only 10 bucks to play. So you can enter two contests for free. Also, we have NBA contests, which are $3. You are betting against others who use it. You're not betting against a bookie. That's why it's legal in the state of Florida and 43 other states. So go to betteredge.com, use the code 5RSN. And now, today's episode. Down to Biscay. Yikes. Yes. Uh. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop in one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick and the Five Reasons Sports. we got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. Happy holidays, everybody. They say in Major League Baseball that nothing matters until Memorial Day. That basically at the end of May, you get a sense of where teams are at. Like, so what happens those, it's just basically positioning. Okay. These are the teams that are going to be competitive. These are the teams that may go the other direction. The NBA has a marker also it's Christmas. And the idea is particularly if you're in one of those Christmas day games, which the heat are this time playing against the Philadelphia 76ers at eight o'clock on Christmas, you just want to be not buried at this point. Like that's, you want to be in a position where you can still kind of see the seed that you want from here you have your team reasonably healthy, and if they weren't healthy before, you were able to overcome it. And again, you get a sense of what you can be, what you have been, and all the rest of this. The Miami Heat will go into Christmas at 17 and 12. And as we look at that record, we're like, that actually could be better. You look at the blown leads against Brooklyn, against Chicago, against New York. They could be better. They also could be worse because their net rating is 12th in the league. So the, essentially 17 and 12 is about where you should be if your net rating is 12th in the league. They have not had their core group together on a consistent basis. All Heat players will remind you of that, even if they're not using it as an excuse. We know that Caleb Morton came into the season limping, wasn't totally available. Josh Richardson took a little while to round it to shape, still seems at times to be doing that. Jimmy Butler in and out of the lineup. Not completely surprising, right? Bam Adebayo missed time. That's someone who doesn't usually miss time. And of course, Tyler Hero missed considerable time. So as they've been trying to sort of grow their young players, particularly Jaime Jaquez, they've had all of these other guys who are kind of in and out. They've had 14 different starting lineups. They've not been able to get any of the continuity that you would like to get. And yet they're 17 and 12. And as they enter this Christmas Day game, 
against the Philadelphia 76ers, it seems like the perfect opponent. Because if you look at the East right now, and Greg, you and I were doing this prior to the podcast. If you look at the East, it's been chalk so far. It's been chalk. The West, the West is not chalk. Not chalk. The West is is honestly is fascinating right now because you have Denver, who I think we all believe, a lot of us believe, to be you know favorites to get out of the West again, and they've been good, but they didn't have Jamal Murray for a stretch. They're adjusting to life without Bruce Brown. Jokic has been a little less consistent in, in terms of his excellence than he was last season, but they're still in the top four. You have the Lakers, who made it to the conference finals last year, won the in-season tournament, and they've collapsed since. You have the Clippers, who looked awful after they got hardened, and now all of a sudden look really good, but you know that they're fragile and they could fall apart at any time. The Phoenix Suns are 500. They haven't been able to get their big three on the court consistently, particularly Bradley Beal. Memphis Grizzlies, without John Morant, dropped out of the whole thing. This was a team that was a contender for the past couple of years, right? And then you have these young upstart teams, these teams with all these picks coming up, okay? OKC, ahead of schedule. New Orleans, at times, looks ahead of schedule. And also, the Minnesota Timberwolves, who I think are the biggest surprise in the entire NBA, they have Anthony Edwards, but we didn't think that the group would look as good as they've looked, and we saw that up close in Miami. But the East... It's Boston, it's Milwaukee, it's an improved Philadelphia, and right there are the Miami Heat. Now, they've been grouped with the next tier over the course of this season because of their record, whether it was Cleveland or New York or Brooklyn or Indiana, which was an upstart team uh, at, you know, at, at, during stretches of this season, and Orlando, which is the true upstart of the East. But we just saw Miami beat Orlando on the road without Jimmy Butler. We all believe they're better than the Knicks. They can't seem to beat Brooklyn. We believe they're better than Brooklyn. And Indiana, I don't take seriously when it comes to playoff time because they don't defend. So Miami is kind of in this bracket between the brackets. Yeah. They're between between Boston, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, and then the next bracket, which is, again, New York, Cleveland, Orlando, Indiana, Brooklyn. I like where they are, Greg. And let's just start there before we get into how they compare with the three teams above them. I, I think they're about as well positioned as you could hope for considering the adversity they've dealt with to begin the season. You took the words out of my mouth. That's where I was going is that if you told me that they were going to start the season with like basically no Highsmith, no Richardson, no Martin, and then they end this uh, lead up to Christmas Day with no Tyler, no Bam for an extended stretch, now Jimmy is out – all things considered, I think despite the fact that they're not a ton of games above 500, they're positioned kind of where we expected them to be wins, losses aside. They're basically in that, are they good enough to be in the top of the East? I think they are, but I think that the rest of the league is probably looking at it and thinking that there is a uh, that there is a disparity between those top three teams. This is where I come down, I guess, when we're looking at it heading into the Philadelphia matchup. It's that they've played – they got to play Boston, and uh, they had Jimmy, Tyler, and Bam. But then the other matchups against Milwaukee, there was always guys out. Uh, I personally like where they're at. I like their matchups against Philadelphia, although Philadelphia is going to be a really tough team. I hope that Jimmy Butler plays on Christmas. I think that that's going to severely impact Miami's ability to win that game. Um, And so 
I feel good about where they're at, but I'm I'm afraid to go too far with the feel goods because there's a lot of work to be done still because I still think that it's pretty clear that despite their depth, they're not necessarily at the level of um, the very top teams in the East. But I guess it's weird, Ethan, because a win streak could flip this and all of a sudden they're like aiming for the three seed. So it's that's what parody has done. It's like made you almost like you can't make a firm declaration. And I think that's what the league wants ultimately. Is it fair to say that they are dangerous loomers? Because that's that's what that that's that's what they feel like to me. Um and, and I think there are two different perceptions here. There's the perception that the NBA media and public has of them, which is not to take them particularly seriously and to group Milwaukee and Boston and Philadelphia together, maybe less Philadelphia, but MB seems like the, the favorite for MVP after his previous month. So I guess you have to put them there. And then there's what I think people in Milwaukee, Boston and Philadelphia inside their organizations would say, which is that I don't think any of those three teams really want to deal with the heat when it matters. True. And it's that's two different perceptions. Like if you were to ask the Bucks, to be honest, and I did ask Giannis to be honest, and he gave a terrific answer. And I'll try to put that back up on all our feeds uh, here over the next couple of days. But about the Heat, and he, he kept, people took it as him diminishing them by saying they may not have the most talent. But what he was basically saying was, you know, they make us work all the time. And I don't think that the Bucks. The Celtics, we know the history there. I mean, they got blown out on their home floor. Okay, they've they've been denied going to the finals twice in recent years by the Miami Heat. They don't want to deal with the Heat. Like, they don't want to deal with the Heat when it matters. Like, if you were to ask them, you can deal with the Knicks, you can deal with the Cavs, you can deal oh, with yeah. Brooklyn, you can deal with Orlando, or you can deal with the Heat in the second round series, which is the one, which is the one that Bill Simmons is not going to want to see. That's it's it the all. Heat, right? And Philadelphia, we know the recent history between the Heat and Philly. I mean, I, you know, that, and they don't want to deal with Jimmy Butler. I mean, they don't, that's the thing. I mean, even if it's a, the, the Jimmy Butler we've seen this season, which I've said is kind of a B minus in, in comparison to expectations, they don't want to deal with Jimmy. Jimmy, it's funny. Jimmy doesn't play well against Minnesota when he plays. Uh, he was playing well against Chicago and it's kind of been hit or miss, did make the big shot against him. He always plays well against Philly, always. Um, and there's still a point to be proven there, I think, for him. So they do not want to deal with them. So, again, I think there are two different perceptions here. Yeah. And I think that if the Heat could just hang around that four spot, get into the final four in the East, like take your chances with it. Like, I don't think that we've talked about moves or not moves. I don't think they need a significant move to be scary as hell to those teams, provided hell no. that they're healthy. A move could help. We've talked about some of those that may uh, that may be beneficial to them. But I don't think it's completely necessary. And I, I've said from start of training camp, I thought this is a better roster than last year. And it clearly looks like a better roster right now. But let's get into some of the numbers here just to show there is a separation. And then we'll get into Philadelphia more specifically on the second half of this podcast. But there is a separation between these three teams in the heat so far in the regular season. So let's get into some of the reasons why. Right now, the Sixers are first in the league in net rating. 11.5 is really good. Okay. Really good. Really good. New coach who's a vast improvement over their previous coach. A lot of interesting role players they've added for Harden. Like I thought one of their issues the past couple of years 
was they didn't have a bench that they could trust. Um, but now you've got guys who, I mean, Ubre was playing terrific before he had the incident, but you've got Ubre, you've got Batum, you've got Beverly, you've got Covington, you've got Marcus Morris. You've got five veterans who, at least in short minutes, can provide something in a playoff series or in a big matchup. You also have Paul Reed, who's a very good backup big, and you have DeAndre Melton, who's played well as an additional point guard. So you have those seven guys behind your big three. And look, I'm not the biggest Tobias Harris fan, but as a number three, he's fine, and he's actually having a very good season. He's averaging 16 points, six rebounds, and he's shooting over 50% from the floor uh, and a decent percentage from three. And then you add in, obviously, Embiid and Maxi, where the roles are clear now. That's a good 10 and with a very good coach. They're number one in net rating. They're third in defensive rating, and they are second in offensive rating right behind the Pacers. All right, the Celtics. Then I'm going to ask you a question after all. It's the Celtics, fifth in net rating, which also is – they're also – excuse me, second in, net, second in net rating. I'm sorry, second in net rating. 9.1. Fifth in defensive rating, fifth in offensive rating. Okay? Now, they've not been completely whole for some of the year, too. And we know they they don't have a ton of depth. Uh, but Porzingis seems to be their barometer this year. When he plays, they win. The question is, will he play throughout the season? And then the Bucks who are the most interesting to Heat fans because of the Dame thing, they are third in offensive rating, 20th in defensive rating, 7th overall in net rating. And, Greg, we kind of predicted that. Like, the, the drop-off in defense we knew was coming. So they're mm -hmm. actually – all three teams have better offensive ratings than the Heat. Two of them have better defensive ratings. The Bucks do not. Which of these teams has, I guess, defied expectations for you at all? this season i would say philadelphia i'm just surprised at how much they have spiked offensively i also think i mean if we're looking at these three teams it's crazy to say this i would say boston philadelphia and milwaukee is how i'd probably rank them uh, at this current moment for in terms of uh teams that i wouldn't want to see if i were miami um, that that's how I'd rank them today. Obviously that can change again. That was Boston, Philadelphia, Milwaukee teams. I don't want to see. Um, and so Philadelphia is the team that's risen up just a bit for me. I didn't quite expect them to ever be, uh, in front of Milwaukee, but I mean, I'm looking at the stuff here. Uh, if you look at other advanced metrics, like rebounding percentage, Boston's fifth, uh, true shooting percentage, Boston's fifth. Philadelphia is fourth. Um, I just, as I'm looking at it, Philadelphia has risen up. I, I guess it's, and you said this pre-show, I think you hit on it. It was coaching. Um, they do have a really deep roster. So that, that, that's probably the team that exceeds my expectations the most. I still think Miami, you're right. Like none of these teams, it's a very different conversation. If you go from fan to media, to player, to coach, I think the organization's, fear and i say fear in a very relative sense fear miami in a way that the people who watch film over and over again and talk about it a lot don't necessarily have that same perspective um but it, it there's still something weird about milwaukee that i don't trust ethan that's why i'm saying philadelphia definitely has exceeded my expectations well here's what i don't trust the coach uh, and this is where the see, I, I think there's two places that the Heat have significant advantages over a couple of these teams. And this again is why 
when Heat fans are panicking about who's in and out of the lineup and maybe dropping a game in the fourth quarter. And look, the Heat need to get better in the fourth. There's no question. We've talked about it. I mean, they were against Atlanta, but we know what Atlanta is. And they had to go to something that for them is a little gimmicky, which was to play Tyler and Duncan so much together. I'll never understand why Duncan wasn't playing more in the game to that point, but another conversation. They, uh, Heat fans panic about things that I don't think the Heat are panicking about. Because again, it is just about being in position to take advantage of certain things where they are going to be better than these teams. Coaching is number one. Um, the coaches in Boston and Milwaukee are not on the level of the coach of the heat. They're just not. I mean, we can have a conversation about Philadelphia because I mean, Nick nurse has won a coach of the year. Um, and he, look, he won a title. I mean, he won, he won a title. Like, I mean, we can talk about it being a mercenary team and, and Durant, you know, and everybody getting hurt and Durant and clay on the other side and everything that happened to be able to win in 2019, but you win a title, you're stamped. I mean, that's the, you know, and he did, he pushed a lot of the right buttons there. And again, I just think his time ran out with Toronto and we're seeing now, Maybe they should have held on to him, but he's a massive upgrade over Doc. Like the, the mental advantage that the Heat had over a Doc Rivers team, yeah, is not there with a Nick Nurse team. Now, Missoula, people in Boston seem to be happier with him this year. We saw what that looked like in a playoff series. Um, I, I just I, I don't think it's close. And if Adoka was still coaching that team, different conversation. And in Milwaukee. I mean, is Adrian Griffin coaching the team? I'm not really sure. Like, it, it's one of those first-year things where it feels like Lots it reminds help. me. Yeah, it reminds me of, of Cleveland when I covered them in 14-15. Maybe I'll have a conversation with Kevin Love about this at some point because he loves talking about this stuff. Uh, when David Blatt was there, and he was hired to coach a different team. Like, they, like David Griffin hired David Blatt in 2014 before LeBron came back. Like he was there to coach a young team with Kyrie Irving and likely Andrew Wiggins. And then all of a sudden he was coaching LeBron James and Kevin Love with Kyrie Irving. And that was with championship expectations. And that was disaster. Now I'm not saying it's a disaster in Milwaukee. I'm not inside like I was in Cleveland where David Blatt would go to practice and LeBron would say, we're not running that today and just take over the practice. Like I had spies inside those practices. He didn't listen to a single thing that David said the entire year. We don't know that it's happening with Griffin. He was Giannis's handpicked guy, but it's certain the vibe seemed off, even when they were down here in Miami and pulled out that game and all the rest of it. I think if they could do it over again, they would go get an experienced guy, or maybe they would have kept Bud. Okay. So I, I just look at it, I'm like, you got a playoff series? Give Spo three, four days to figure out how to handle Giannis and Dame. Okay. Give Spo more time to figure out the Porzingis thing with this group when they don't have Marcus Smart's toughness in those series. And the other thing I want to get into, and then we'll deep dive more on Philadelphia on the side, Greg, is this. These teams all sort of have a mental issue <laughs> in big games, right? Philly, is MB going to be healthy? I mean, they don't have Harden to bring them down anymore, but is MB going to be healthy? Like, is, is he? I mean, he's he he going to get out of the second round, right? Milwaukee? They have an issue with Miami. Like we've seen it. Like they, uh, they, Miami has figured out ways to get into their head. I mean, Dame, we a lot of pressure on him in that situation. I mentioned the coach and Boston. I mean, you lose by 30 something on your home floor in a game seven. Sheesh. Right. And I mean, Tatum and Brown, I mean, Brown bleeped the bed <laughs> in a game seven. Right. And again, Marcus Smart was their, their kind of, you know, emotional compass. In a lot of ways. And Porzingis has never been in these situations. Like he's a, 
it, he's massively talented. He's a unicorn, but we don't know. So I just think you, again, you get a healthy heat team and this is not sunshine pumping, but if you get a reasonably healthy heat team with Spoke coaching them, there is a chink in all these teams may be more talented than Miami at the top end. Right. But I, I just, I think that Miami has some advantages in a playoff series. Yeah, no. Uh, and there's another part of this too, is that when the rotations shrink and when it's Jimmy and Bam having to basically shoulder a ton of the load defensively and offensively, I think that that also shrinks the margin here. It's not that those teams are deeper than Miami. I just think that when you get Miami getting the opportunity to hone in on an opponent with those masterminds defensively, it's going to grind series to a halt. So um, I'm I'm at a position where none of those teams are ones I would be avoiding if I were Miami. Like, I don't think Miami's going to play brackets. I don't think that they're going to worry about it so much this go-around. It's going to be basically let it fall where we may. We do want to get home court, but um, I don't think that they're going to be mismatch hunting uh, from a team perspective because they can do that when Jimmy gets, uh, you know, whatever matchup he sees, you know, that comes in the first round or the second round, et cetera. The only counter that people would have to this, and then after the break, we'll, again, we'll, we'll just touch on the Philadelphia matchup, is that Miami's strength, it appears this year in their roster, is their overall depth. And depth matters over the course of a long postseason because you get injuries. We saw it last year with Tyler, right? Like you, you, you needed other guys to step up, and eventually you run out of bodies. And Miami has had that situation in the past where even you look at like the two, four, 2014 finals where Rashard Lewis passed his prime was starting and Michael Beasley was getting serious minutes, or even 2011 where he had to play Eddie House. You know, there have been times where Miami could have used another playable player. They're not going to have that problem this time, even if the roster stays as it is. But one of the advantages they do have over the course of a long postseason or a long regular season is they have 11 or 12 guys. And so they one guy goes out and they can plug someone in. But when the rotations shrink to eight, there are going to be good players for Miami who are not playing. And then it does give an advantage to the team that may have the best player or the two best players. And then it does become important, just like you say, you know, Jimmy and Bam honing on an opponent. But it becomes important that Jimmy is playing at the level that Embiid is playing or Tatum right, is playing or, or Giannis is playing to match. And it matters that Bam is playing. Uh, and again, these, I'm going positionless here, but Bam is playing at the level that Maxi is playing. Maybe Tyler's playing at the level that Maxi's playing that your top end guys are going to have to play to the level of their top end guys, because you're not spreading it out over suppose not going to play 10, 11 and regularly in a postseason game. He's going to play eight or nine. That's what he does. So, that, that's one of the things. Over the course of a long postseason, yes, it will help. Um, but over the course of one series, if Embiid is just better than everybody else and he's healthy and all the rest of that, it may be too much. Kind of like Jokic. I mean, yeah. look, I mean, they were only they were only playing eight in the finals, okay? And really, they were playing like six and a half. Denver, I'm talking about. Just, yeah. They're just really good. <laughs> Those guys were really good. So the fact that you've got like, you know, your ninth man is, uh, I don't know, who are we saying here? I mean, Duncan's not your ninth man. Anymore. Haywood Highsmith, maybe. Haywood Highsmith or, or even Caleb or whatever, uh, whoever it is, okay? Or maybe Josh kind of gets himself together defensively. Maybe it's him. That's not 
as helpful to you necessarily if the guy's not going to play. So do want to talk though specifically about the Philadelphia matchup before we do want to mention another great sponsor of the five reasons sports network, our friends over at water cleanup of Florida, check them out for your one-stop water and mold cleanup shop. They can do the preventative work for you, but also if something happens, they're the ones you want going in to clean it up. That's why they call it water cleanup of Florida based in Boca Raton. You can find them at WCUFL.com. That's WCUFL.com. They do the leak detection, the damage assessment. They'll make sure that it puts you in the best position because we know insurance companies don't always take care of it. They got more than 70 five-star reviews on Google. Reach out to them at 561-408-7835. That's 561-408-7835. Michael, Robert, and their team will take care of you. Based in Boca Raton, they service the entire area. If you've got the schmutz, they got the guts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, so let's let's hone in on Philadelphia specifically here just for day. And look, here's the first thing. Eric Spolcher doesn't lose on Christmas. He's undefeated on Christmas. I think it's nine and zero at this stage. Um, maybe it's ten and zero. It's nine and zero, ten and zero. Last one was the Pelicans game. Was weird. It's coming out of COVID, uh, all that. But he won a lot of those spotlight games with the Lakers uh, when he had the big three teams. The Heat don't lose very much on Christmas. Like just typically, Pat didn't lose very much on Christmas either. Like that they, yeah. they, they, they do get take it this seriously. They get it together. Um, and uh, and we a lot of the country is not going to be watching because it, uh, it's up against the 49ers Ravens game, which they'll catch the, the first the, quarter. The NBA, <laughs> right, the NBA spotlight day. The NFL is going to take that over, too. But whatever. Um, looking at this matchup, you don't have Harden now. Um, sp- typically, Spolstra, you know, when he can hone in on one or two guys, uh, he'll do the job on them. Embiid is not the one that worries me in this matchup as much. I, I know he's going to get his numbers and everybody's going to do the comparison with Bam and all this. It's Maxi. It's Maxi. Right. It's the point of attack stuff. So how do they guard him? Let, let, let's say that Jimmy is let's say that Jimmy is healthy. Okay. 
by the time you listen to this podcast, we may already know the answer to that. But as we're recording this, we don't. Let's say that Jimmy is healthy. So he slides back in for Hawkes. It has seemed to me like Spolster is setting up the starting lineup. I know people are saying he's going to put Highsmith back in. I I think it's Caleb. I, I think he's going to roll. Yeah, he's going to roll with the lineup he started last season with, which is is Lowry, Hero, uh, Butler, Caleb, and Bam. And the difference is the bench is a hell of a lot stronger. So now you've got uh, you're coming off the bench with with Hawkes, uh, Duncan, Highsmith probably in limited minutes. Uh, Josh, which is a conversation we need to have because the point of attack defense has not been good, and that's really what he's here for. And and then your backup five, which is Kevin, right? So I mean, so th- those are the ten you're likely rolling. Um, I would assume he would play close to ten because I think Philly will agree. So I, I think it gives him the opportunity. So let let's say you're just lining this thing up. Who who does who guards Maxi? Oh, Caleb. Gosh. Yeah, it has to be Caleb to start. Mm-hmm. And then you're basically saying Jimmy is going to be on maybe Tobias, I would say. And then Tobias Harris over me. Yeah, exactly. Um, Bam on. Well, I guess, you know, this is a weird game where you're you're going to see a lot of Kevin Love and Bam together, I would imagine. Um, mm-hmm. Like there's it's just inevitable that I think you'll see those minutes because of Embiid, but Bam on Embiid. So where are we down to? We're down to Hero. Well, who 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 have been their other two starters most recently? Beyond Harris. Been, it uh hold on one second. Let me see their last game, if it's representative of what they've been doing lately. I'll have yeah, because I, I, they're not they're not starting Beverly, right? So they're starting so their starting lineup in the last game was Maxi Harris and Bede, Ubre Jr. and Marcus Morris, who played thirty okay, minutes. So Ubre, Ubre and Morris have been the others. All right, so look, if if they do that again, okay, it's a big you don't lineup. Need to guard Marcus Morris, right? They're big. So could you would you start Love? See, I think I think he still starts Caleb because because Lowry can't guard Maxi. And I don't think you want Tyler. Well, we've Correct. seen that before. I, Tyler's a better defender, but I saw that up close in Philadelphia. You know, they're big, but they're not Tyler that guarding Maxi. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, if that's the case, you're starting. See, then I, to me, Jimmy's playing guarding Harris. Okay. Yep. So you put um, Lowry on Marcus Morris. <laughs> Pretty much, right? With the switching. Yeah. That is what you right. do. And Tyler's on Ubre <laughs> Jr. Right. Do any does any of that? I mean, do do the other matchups? I mean, obviously, look, Bam's got to do what he's got to do against Embiid and just do his best, right? I mean, that's you know they'll, you know they'll they'll double think, at times, which they don't do a ton when he's guarding somebody. But in this, this is this and Jokic are the two matchups that some of that needs to be done. Um, I'm, I'm excited I'm for about it. Tyler and Ubre necessarily, mm. right? No, it's really the maxi matchup. Like it comes back to the big. I think the concern we both have about this Philadelphia team, and I don't even like to take Philadelphia teams seriously, but this one I have to because Tyrese Maxey is a problem, but he's not just a problem. He's like the specifically designed problem that Miami has issues with. So if there was ever a problem that was going to hurt a little extra, it would be a Tyrese Maxey-like problem. So I think that Caleb matchup is just huge to watch. And then also obviously Haywood Highsmith will get his reps on him. But 
you know, thinking about how you do that for seven games is different than just getting through Christmas day also. But I, I do think that it, it begs the question of, um, Haywood Highsmith is going to get a big role in a Philadelphia matchup because of all the bigs that we just mentioned play alongside their big three, but also the fact that you need point of attack defense and that's something that he provides. So regardless of who they start, I think Highsmith is going to get good minutes on, on Christmas. And then I think you'll see Hawkes guard Tobias quite a bit. Yep. Um, uh, pr- probably when he comes off the bench and, and look, Josh will probably get some turns on Maxi too, because it, regardless of what I've said, Spolster still trusts him in those situations. So you, you'll see three or four guys, uh, guard him. Obviously look, the love on MB minutes are not going to be, uh, be you know, is this a matchup that we're going to see some of Thomas Bryant, even though we know he can be in the wrong place Maybe. defensively, at least he's a big body on it Embiid. De- it depends on if everyone's back. If they have Melton, Bamba, Batum, all available, um, Pat Bev available, all these guys have been in and out of the lineup. For instance, in their last game against Toronto, the three guys that played off the bench were Covington, Daniel House, mm-hmm. and Paul Reed. Like If that's as shallow as it's going to be, for Philadelphia, then I don't think Thomas Bryant may be necessary unless there's foul trouble to account for. I think Paul, Kevin Paul Reed has given Miami problems too, though. He has. Like, you're right. he, so, so I, I just think, and the other thing on the other side of this is Pat Bev is going to guard Tyler a lot. So I think, I think that's another interesting matchup to watch because I think they'll try to use Pat to get in Tyler's head a little bit. Uh, we know that that's something that Beverly uh, that Beverly does. Look, I, they they are they have a lot of options. Um, you know, they they have some guys that they they sort of have to nurse. You're right. No pun intended with their head coach till till the postseason, because I don't know that you can get big minutes these days out of Beverly Covington, Marcus Morris, and Batum in particular. Ubre is a little younger, but those four guys, they're they're the type of vets that the Heat had. Like that they, they they are. Uh, in a lot of ways, they are structured more like the Heat, and I think they're better than the Harden teams. Um, I, I know that you, you like to be a little more variable in terms of your scores, but they're scoring fine uh, without him, and they're scoring more efficiently. Their overall numbers, actually, their splits are 49-38-86. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, so it's an interesting matchup. I think we're looking forward to it because, as I say, the season starts on Christmas. You just want to be in position. The heater in position. So make sure you check out Off the Floor. We are going to be running a flash sale. I should have mentioned this at the beginning for Off the Floor. We haven't checked out all the specifics yet, but check out – or we haven't figured out all the specifics. Check out our Twitter handle. We're going to give everybody a small window to try it before we bill you. And – We'll see if you like it and you stay. We think that you will. All right. For Greg, for our sponsors, Water Cleanup of Florida, Better Edge, use code 5RSN. Happy holidays, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad.